Oh my god, this is so weird. Um, hi everyone. It's me, Tiff. And, um, this is very weird. I haven't recorded a podcast in so, so, so long. And especially not for this sweet baby more than you can chew. Um... I kind of on a whim decided to bring back this podcast because it was the inception for really being diverse creatively and you know this podcast holds a lot of just kind of weird content that I could try and throw and see what stuck to the wall and it was just a very experimental you know, whenever I started this 2013 or 2014, it's just been this experimental kind of phase in my creative life. And I've always loved this podcast. And I just, I did try to go another direction. I started a new podcast a while back called The Time Bomb Etiquette, and I closed this one out completely and um this podcast dead is still getting more (laughs) downloads than the time bomb etiquette ever did so even though this has been closed out for i don't know probably a year or so at least let me see the last recording i did was august 15th 2020 so yeah it's been it's been longer than a year Um, so yeah, then I started the time bomb etiquette at the end of December and that was not necessarily what I was expecting, but it kind of chronicled this spiritual awakening I was having, having at the time. Um, and I use that phrase very loosely. I fully, from the research I've done, how I feel that... Um, spiritual awakening and mental breakdown are both the same exact thing, but saying you had a spiritual awakening sounds a lot better than saying that you had a mental breakdown, so that's what I'm going with. And that podcast kind of morphed into this story about um, what I was experiencing at the time, right before, you know, the first quarantine and the pandemic hit where I was in my life, what was happening, and um, all of that. I'm a little out of the game. I haven't even recorded on the time bottom etiquette for like eight months, I want to say. So I haven't done an episode in eight months, which is, I don't know, maybe it's longer, but bear with me here because, um, yeah, I gotta get like, gotta get back into this. So today's my birthday. I'm 41 years old. I didn't necessarily plan to even do this on my birthday, but I figured that would work well. Um, If I covered this or not, but um, at the tail end of 2019, I went through a breakup 
um, from my 12-year relationship, moved out on my own um, at the end of February. So that's when all of this stuff kind of started happening. Like, this is kind of the time, like, right before the pandemic where I feel like my life had completely erupted into something different. And I can see how it would, you know, there was a lot of things I wasn't dealing with. There was a lot of things in my life I wasn't facing. And I can kind of see how it led to this mental breakdown, a.k.a. spiritual awakening. And all I can tell you is if you have, like, serious trauma that's kind of undealt with, it's going to find a way to deal with you if you don't face it and, you know, find a way to process it. And, you know, I had, like, I had basically just been in complete denial that my mom had died and pushing that down and just completely immersing myself in work and getting just trying to stay busy or, you know, fucked up enough to not have to ever face those kind of things and, like, actually experience it. Um, and then my biological dad died during the pandemic. I want to say, like, last year. Um, like, August of last year. So there was also, like, processing all of that and everything that came up with that from my childhood and I just feel like the past three years for me has just been this relentless healing journey and it's been really fucking hard work and it's been continuously so like moved out on my own got my own place in February of 2020 completely like immersed myself in a new relationship basically after being in a relationship for 12 years like kind of was getting out there and seeing what things were like but it was also just like this whole new landscape of okay I'm like in my late 30s now dating for the first time in you know 12 years and I have no idea what to expect from like dating apps and it was just like this completely new world for me And I was out on my own and like, you know, things were crazy with work and I just didn't have like a lot of stability at the time. And I could feel that my mind was kind of collapsing in on me. Like I just knew that there was this shit I had to deal with that I hadn't been dealing with. I could just feel it coming up, you know. And... I didn't really, at the time, know how to listen to my body and listen to these kind of cues that your body will show you of where you have this energy stored, you know, that needs to be worked on and released. And uh, it was really, really difficult. So I kind of just, you know, met this guy and decided I was going to put all of this energy into him now, you know, so I could keep avoiding this shit that I had to work with. Like, it's just been this thing that I've always done. It's just like, don't focus on yourself. Like, always put your energy into other people and then you can feel like you're helping other people and you don't, 
you know, ever feel guilty for not doing the work on yourself because you're still helping other people, you know? So that's what I did. I just like became completely infatuated with this dude and I could still, you know, not put the focus on me. So eventually, like, I didn't know what I wanted in that relationship because I didn't really want to be in another relationship after, you know, finally being single after so long. So I didn't know what I wanted. It was confusing. It was like a situationship. Like, I didn't really know how to even do that. You know what I mean? So I kind of just, like, cut things off with that. And I would say, like, at the beginning of 2021, I really started to make my self-worth a priority. And like getting through this shit in my head and getting through all of these things. So 2021 was basically just like completely healed. Like I had taken, I think like seven months off of work total when I quit my job. I know this is all over the place, but (laughs) like you should be used to that by now. So when I quit my job, I took like seven months off. I had some savings and I just like after working in the pandemic in a customer facing company and just like all of the drama and all of the craziness of like every day is different you don't know what the fuck to expect every day you come in and I was like a man in a management position so it was just like trying to keep people calm and keep them like focused while you know in your own head you're just like this shit isn't right like we should not be doing this like it was just maddening and I I took some time off and it was just like my body was fucking done I just wanted to rest I just wanted to relax I wanted to do nothing I didn't want to be around people I just made my whole apartment like this zen retreat and I was like I'm not gonna have any distractions I'm only gonna focus on what I'm thinking about where my thoughts take me and like what's going to come up. So it was like, uh, number one, just waking up without a fucking alarm every day is the fucking tits. Like there's, there's no more just beautiful, sensual thing in the world than just waking up. Like I never knew that because... At my last job, you know, it was like an hour commute to get there. So I was waking up and I had to be there at like five. So I'm waking up at like 3.30 in the morning, which is absolute fucking insanity to do as a human. And going to work and like, you know, you're going to bed at like seven o'clock at night, 7 p.m. Just to be up at like this fucking crazy hour. Like you just, your schedule's completely fucked. And trying to get your body into that kind of rhythm takes so fucking long and I could never get into it and I did that for years and it was just like oh my god not having to have something wake you up to wake up naturally from sleep there's nothing more beautiful and I've been doing that every day since like yeah there's sometimes I have like an appointment or something or I have to get my car checked but 
I'm completely giving that up has changed my fucking life, not having to wake up from an alarm. And I justify everything as being like, you know, I've done that shit for 40 years, you know, or 30 years, whatever. I didn't start working as soon as I came out of the womb, but (laughs) I've been working since I was like, you know, 15 years old. And it's always been like a huge thing for me is to be really responsible at your job and to have a really good work ethic and to climb the ladder like that was epically huge to me. Like I always had to be doing the best. I had to be the best at what I was doing. I had to like, you know what I mean? Like always be climbing that ladder. Like it was just like such a high. And at some point you get to the top and you realize like, you have everything you want and you finally like achieved this goal that you set out for yourself that, you know, was supposed to like bring in all this happiness and like, I don't know, just like something people always told me that once you accumulate, you know, all of this money and like a really good job title and all of this is like, of course, like you're happy then. And it just, I wasn't, (laughs) you know, like, I I thought all of these things would magically work out when I made my way to like this dream job that I wanted and this, you know, amount of money that I wanted to get. And I finally got there, you know, at my most recent gig and it was just like this isn't it though. You know, this doesn't bring me the satisfaction I thought it would. And I still have all of these problems that now I'm the face of these problems and I have to convince other people that they're not problems because of my title. And it was just very conflicting as just a human being in what I believe and what I'm telling people in any kind of like job where you're in charge of a group of people is like that like you have to kind of like be this different person and kind of go against what you believe and what you think is right just to keep like the company happy you know and that just goes against everything in me it just goes against every single part of me and you don't think about that you know what I mean like when you're trying to achieve this specific whatever it is and like once I got there I was like this fucking doesn't make me happy though like this makes if anything this is making me more miserable yeah I have money to do whatever I want to do but I'm spending most of my time at this place doing things I don't want to do saying things I don't want to say to people and I literally like did nothing like I just fucked around on my computer all day and I was getting paid so much money to do this like it's just the whole corporate whatever I could go on a whole fucking ramp but the whole corporate working system is just complete madness so this was at the end of 2021 like November of 2021 I just had this thought that kept coming up and it was if you can't take a chance on yourself 
during a global pandemic, when will you ever take a chance on yourself? Like, this pandemic very much felt like, to me, the last opportunity I might ever get of completely taking a crazy-ass chance on myself and totally changing my life in a way that I never thought I could. And it just kept coming up, it kept coming up, it kept coming up, and I was like, I can't ignore this anymore. Like, I'm seeing all of these red flags at work, and I've seen companies close before you know what I mean like I've seen them struggle before I know the red flags to look out for I'm seeing them now I really don't feel like I'm even gonna have a job you know within a month like that's kind of how crazy things had gotten at work and we kept hearing these things like there's nothing to worry about you know like you just kind of kept hearing these messages but then you would have these meetings with, you know, the owners and the co-founders and it's just like, you really saw what they were going through and how they were reacting. And I just felt like in the pit of my stomach, I was like, it's not gonna last. Like either I'm gonna get shit canned or they're just gonna like fire people. Like, I don't know, like they're gonna lay people off and give us like some kind of warning or they're just gonna fire people. Like these companies, companies were just doing crazy shit during the pandemic you really didn't know what to expect and so I kind of felt like it's now or never that's really what it came down to so I just decided like without any kind of backup job or anything I was like I'm gonna quit I have a little bit of savings set aside I figured out exactly what my bills would be every month and um, I just quit. And then I think it was about two months later, I got texts from everyone I worked with saying that they were all getting laid off. They were closing the warehouses. And um, probably a couple more months after that, the CEO stepped down to a lower position and then finally all of the founders of the company stepped down and they're talking about selling the company now so to me it was just my intuition like yo you can either like take this leap now and really invest in you know feeling like you have control over this situation or you can like keep hoping things work out and possibly get laid off or just fired or just let go like who knows what might happen and just keep like everything in their hands and let let them keep like playing this game with you so I quit and if I hadn't quit I would have got laid off or who knows what you know might have got fired I don't know so to me taking that risk was fucking huge because I never would have done that in any other situation. There's no other time I would have been like, you know what, I'm going to quit this job without a backup, without, you know, like anything and just focus on myself and focus on my mental health as a priority. Never would have done that at any other point in my life. I just completely took the opportunities that were here and made the best of it. So... So I took that seven months off until like 
about mid-2022. And literally, like, made it into a Zen retreat. Like, I didn't watch TV. I didn't have any kind of distractions. I got up whenever my body naturally woke up and I meditated for hours. And I would follow my thoughts about what scared the shit out of me, what I wasn't willing to face. And I just got really comfortable with the way my brain started working, the way my mind started working, what my thoughts were trying to tell me and like what was just kind of like this excess narrative happening constantly. And I didn't really think I'd ever get that under control. I didn't think that that was. And I understand all of this is coming from a very privileged place. I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of like, you know, I'm, I'm single, I don't have to worry about a lot of that shit, so I, I'm not saying by any means, like, this worked for me, this is what you should go do, because most of y'all have, like, fucking toddlers and shit running around ruining your lives. So I understand that this is from a very privileged viewpoint. I'm just telling my story, so save your emails. So, I really fucking worked hard. And I would just journal every day what my fears were, what was coming up. And the biggest thing that was working for me was just accepting 100% where I was. Like, look, this is exactly where I am in my life. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to pretend like it's not something that it is. It's like, yeah, I'm, you know, 40 years old single. I don't have a career at this point and I don't have any money coming in. So this is what I have right now. And I just accept that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And yo, like I can talk about it pretty freely now, but it was fucking terrifying at the time. It was fucking terrifying. I mean, And we're in the middle of this, like, global pandemic. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just trying our best to figure it out as we go. And it was just a very, very weird time. It just kind of felt like the entire earth was collapsing. And you're just like, am I going to keep acting like work and shit matters? You know what I mean? When it's like, when I have so much that I need to figure out about myself and, you know, like... I need to just dedicate this time to me and figure this shit out once for once and for all and try to have like a happy existence. So that's all I did. I just meditated. I went for walks. I was out in nature a lot. Um, my car also was not working. I needed a completely new engine that I didn't realize. So... My car was out of commission for like the first four months of 2021. So not only did I not have an income coming in, it was like I had no problems with my car before then. No problems. As soon as I stopped working and I stopped commuting like two hours every single day, my car was just like, I don't know what to do just sitting here and it just completely shit the bed. So it took a while to figure out what exactly was wrong with it. I had to take it to a few, I had to have it towed to a few different places because you couldn't even drive it. 
and um, eventually found out it needed a new engine. So all of this like just felt like it was toppling onto me because it was like, okay, well now I don't even have a car to get to and from a job if I needed to go like find a job right now. And uh, whatever you want to believe, all of this was happening in my favor and I knew it. Like I just knew that the universe was lining all of this up for me for a reason. And I didn't have a car because I was meant to stay in one spot. Cause if I had a car, I would be like trying to go do stuff every day. And I knew like that would still be a distraction. Like I just had to sit here every single day for months and figure out what the fuck was going on with me. And it, it was at such a point, like, I don't know if I talked about this on any podcast because it was so fucking embarrassing, but in my last relationship, like, we had completely, like, probably the last two years were just like, is this gonna continue? You know what I mean? Just kind of like, are we just doing this for the sake of doing it at this point? Cause we've been in this for so long. You know what I mean? Like you were just seeing things start to happen where it was like, we're not fully in this together anymore. And I would say like the last year of our relationship, the sex life was completely gone. And probably even like the year before that just not a lot or just like not you know super aware or in touch with each other just kind of like going through the motions a little bit so I'm very much a type of person where I'm affectionate I like to be touched by the person that I'm with I like to you know I like Touching is just very important to me. Like the power of touch, there's just like a lot of power for me in being touched and just having like, that's a very intimate thing for me to have with someone. So the fact that like I had basically made the living room my new bedroom, you know what I mean? Like I was sleeping on the couch every single night. We were barely interacting with each other. And I went through this thing where my body was just craving to be touched so intensely. And it wasn't even like, it was past sexual. It was just like, I need to feel loved. And this is how I feel loved by someone. Like I need someone to be touching me and holding me. And like, I need to feel like I'm physically attractive to someone. I And I need like a healthy sex life. That's just something I, I require. So trying to, uh, you know, adjust to this new dynamic in our relationship where we weren't really doing that stuff was just like, I need this though. And I really started like going through changes. Like in your late thirties as a woman, your body is just going through so many different changes. And I don't know if it's the internal clock or whatever it is, but I was just like, I need touch. Like I was just craving it so insanely. And I started like, you know, I, I went on fetlife.com and I made this just kind of like voyeur page where I would post nudes or like 
at least like partial nudes and not show my face just because like I needed some kind of reaction from somebody and that just went into like this whole spiral of talking to all these guys on FetLife and finding out like all these really weird kinks people have and you know just getting involved with that whole side of things I never did anything with anybody physically but I was definitely like yeah I'll fucking watch your videos of you jacking off yeah I'll send you videos of me like fucking putting shit in myself like absolutely that became this new way of like getting this internal you know aggression out in some way and like physicalizing it so the the final night before um like we had this last conversation like okay like are we gonna do this or not like are me and my ex like are we actually gonna make an effort in this relationship or are we just gonna keep pretending like this is something when it's not so the final night before that happened i was just like losing my fucking mind driving around i was driving around the mall or something the local mall and just like honking at people and flashing them and i was just like crying and then laughing hysterically like it was a full-on breakdown and I just remember like pulling over in my car and begging my mom like just like I need some direction I need some help here my mind is completely like I'm having a complete breakdown maybe it's a midlife crisis I don't know but I'm completely losing my shit and I don't like I'm about to do something really fucking stupid and I don't know what to do and at that point in time doing something stupid was cheating on my ex at the time or you know driving my car into a brick wall I really didn't know like it was it was it just felt very like severe something had to change now something that was gonna be more impactful than you know talk therapy like I needed something like that was really going to snap me out of it and that's the night that I was just like we have to end this once and for all like this has to be fucking done I am literally losing my mind, you know, like I need, I just have all of these needs that are going unmet and I need to feel like wanted and secure and like in a foundation of something that's always building into something more, not that it's just kind of like feels like it's decaying, like that's just not something I can do. And so... There was this huge, like, rebirth, you know, when we broke up and I was just like, I just want to experience people. I just want to, like, go on a ton of different dates and, like, experience all these different people. So, uh, I don't remember why I got sidetracked into telling that, but... So, yeah. Um, so, I did take off like the first six or seven months of 2022, meditating every day, resting, like not doing jack shit basically. Like my body was just, my body just required so much rest at this point in my life, like to heal, to figure out like all of these traumatic things that had happened and like deal with them. 
And then with all of that came, you know, this whole side that I didn't expect of like seeing entities every day, whatever you want to call them, like angels, spirit guides, whatever you want to say, these things were like communicating with me. And I started channeling these messages in my journals. I'm just like, I 100% knew it was not me writing this stuff. It was just like, my hand was going, I don't know even what the words were until I read it afterwards. But it was like, showing me what the next steps that I needed to do to heal this shit. And so it was complete, it was just, it's just been a completely batshit three years. Like it's just been such, it's been such chaos and such beauty at the same time. Like all these fucking insanely magical, beautiful moments mixed in with like terrifying, what the fuck is going on? what does this mean? Am I actually crazy? Like, so many times just asking myself, like, am I legit crazy? Like, am I an actual crazy person, though? And (laughs) trying to find... It's so hard to put it into words. Just how strange the past three years has been for me. But... After, you know, that six or seven months last year of, you know, just meditating every day, doing the healing work, like, listening to the messages that were coming through and trying to figure out, like, what next, I started um, doing a ride chair. Like, I got my car fixed. Somehow, like, they put in an engine for me for free, like... They did all of this shit. Like, I was sitting here all the time manifesting this thing. I was just like, I have no money to pay for a new car or a new engine or anything. And at some point, I'm going to have to go back to work. Like, this money isn't just going to last forever. So, and I had, like, just enough to get by for the month. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't doing any extra spending. Like, it was very regimented to what I had to pay every single month. And... I started, I wrote this script. I was just like, I have a Kia. I just started writing, Kia is going to pay for a new engine for my car. I didn't know how this was going to work because it was out of warranty. And everything I looked at online said that Kia is really a stickler about this kind of shit. And if it's out of warranty, there's no way that they'll replace anything. And I just had to ignore all of that. And I was just like, you know, I would write this thing out all the time and I would read it back every, you know, chance I had during the day to just like keep it fresh in my mind until it became like, this is the next natural progression for me to where it didn't feel like it was impossible anymore to where it didn't feel like it couldn't happen. I was just like, nope, Kia is going to, I was like, I'm going to get a call from these service people and I never answer my phone. So I know it's going to be a message on my answering machine. Who says fucking answering machine? <laughs> oh, my voice fail. <laughs> They're gonna say, hey, this is blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kia approved your new engine for your car and we, we've already ordered the parts. We're gonna be installing it. It'll be ready in about a couple weeks for you to pick up. 
this is just like I kept telling myself this over and over and I just became delusional to the point of like, I'm not going to believe what anyone else tells me. I'm not going to believe anything I read online. This is what I choose to believe. This is what I choose to believe is going to happen. So once I kind of like got to the point where that felt really comfortable for me, it took about a month of it sitting at that specific place for them to finally, I checked my voicemail one day and it's word for word what I had been writing in this script. Word for fucking word, except the cherry on the top was they were gonna give me a loaner car to use for the next couple weeks while they were changing my engine. So I didn't expect that. That was kind of like the icing on the cake from the universe of just like, and we're gonna throw in this little bonus for you. So. I, I don't really know if you don't believe that whatever but like for me that's just like one more thing that made me feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing this is all going to work out for me and all I have to do is just make myself delusional to the point that I actually believe the shit that I'm saying in my mind that I'm actually like putting out there it's going to happen and I just have to be so firm in that belief that it just does happen. So then I have a car and I'm just like, okay. So I start looking for jobs, you know, about mid 2022. And I'm just like, the thought of giving a fucking interview at this point, after all of this work I've done of just like, literally following my bliss, fuck that phrase, but following my bliss every single fucking day of just waking up at any time I want to, doing whatever I want to during the day, like having six full months of that, of uninterrupted just happiness and joy and following these impulses of like, what do I want to do today? Oh, what would be fun today? What should I focus on today? Like what, where do I, you know, what do I want to like try and learn today? And it was just so much fun to do that and not have any kind of agenda or plans or any kind of like things that you have to get done to now getting back in this focus of like, so I have to find money though. Like I have to have money coming in and I've been, like I've gotten to the peak of what I've wanted in the workplace and that didn't make me happy. That actually made me feel like shit. So now thinking of where to go from here was just like anything is going to be like a step down to me, you know, because I'm going to have to work my way up again to get to that point. And even to work my way up to that point again, I still know I'm not going to be happy. So it completely changed the way I view the entire workplace because it was just like, yeah, I could have the status. I could have you know what I mean? Like the bragging rights or whatever and still be fucking miserable. Like whatever this American dream is, people are always chasing. It's not my dream, you know, like that just shit, that shit doesn't make me happy. So I'm sitting here like looking through job sites and it's like, it's just the same shit with a different name. You know what I mean? Like it's all just the same shit. I know the people I'm going to have to put up with. I know the things I'm going to have to say. Like I just, I couldn't, I, like the thought of even someone interviewing me and me trying to sell myself to a company I didn't want to work for felt 
so it just felt so fucked up to me and so corrupt and i was like i literally can't even set up an interview somewhere because i'm so disgusted with like this entire scene so i don't even remember how it happened but I just, I saw something. It wasn't like on any job sites or anything. I don't remember exactly how it came in. But I saw like, um, with ride sharing, earn like $3,000 your first month. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good for like ride sharing. So I started doing that like Lyft and Uber. You know, I don't really do Uber that much, but I primarily started with Lyft. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like I could make my own schedule. I could still like meet people and have the conversations I like to have. Like the whole point of the work experience for me was meeting different people, getting to know their backgrounds and seeing the overall picture of like what is going to make things better for everybody here. Not just like certain groups of people. What is going to make everything better like for the entirety of this group? How can we all communicate better with each other? Like, it was just very much like seeing the outside perspective and then like working on all of the small things that were going to make those things come together. Like, that was always my vision for every single place I went. It was like, yeah, do your job, but also see how you can make this like a community, you know, like see how you can bring together different facets of different areas of the company and like make everything cohesive and, and you know, work well together. So... A lot of that is just like talking to people and finding out what's not working for them and what could be better for them and then like going to other people and saying okay like how can we make this better for you too so it was kind of like ride share is very intimidating at first because you're legit like letting strangers into your car and it's also weird for them because it's like you're a stranger getting into like a stranger's car like it's a very weird fucking job but it took a while to get used to and just get used to like the rating system and what people expect and when you can kind of feel like like how you can just go out of your way to make someone feel comfortable because at least in jobs and stuff and when people first meet me they're like I thought you were a fucking bitch because I've had such a delusional confidence for so many years at this point like, I, I just decided one day, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be confident. I know I, I can't actually be confident, but I'm just going to pretend like I'm confident. And I would just live in this de completely delusional phase of confidence and walk like I'm confident, portray myself like I'm really confident, speak in a way that shows that I'm really confident in myself. And it just started happening. Like after a while, you, your body starts believing it, your mind starts believing it, other people start believing it. And it's just like, wow, you're really, you know, like, and it would intimidate people. And, you know, I was just like very firm in what I was saying a lot of times. And it was just like rubbed people the wrong way. And then they would get to know that I'm a total fucking dork. And then there's just like, oh my God, I thought you were such a fucking bitch, you know? And... So I really had to like turn that down because especially picking up women, the main goal is that you feel safe right off the bat. So like, I'm going to act kind of dorky. I'm going to act like uh, kind of shy. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like I'm just going to be kind of over the top dork central 
to make women feel comfortable like right off the bat because I don't want them to feel intimidated or anything. So it's like getting into like these little nuances because like, yeah, you're doing rideshare, but it's also at the same time, it's your business. It's your business. Like everything is on a rating scale, you know, and you do a schedule C for taxes. Like it's, it's your business here. So, so I put like coloring books in the back for like kids and, you know, drunk adults and, you know, lights in the back and just like really made it an experience where like my main goal was like, when I pick someone up, I want them to say to themselves, oh my God, that was like the best ride share I've ever had. And I know there's such a stigma of like cab drivers and rideshare drivers. Like, yeah, it, it's not a glamorous job. It's not anything where it's like, it, it, no one's striving to be <laughs> a rideshare driver. But for me, specifically for me, it is the most fulfilling, fun, rewarding thing I have ever done in my life. Like, it encapsulates all of the things that I love when it comes to work. Like, having these weird-ass conversations with people. Like, they're sitting in the back seat. You're in the front seat. You're not even making eye contact with this person. I don't even put the rear view on them because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So... It's like a therapy session and they're just back there like spilling their guts of all of this crazy shit that's happening because I'm easy to talk to right off the bat. Like people feel comfortable as soon as they get in my car. Like it's the energy I provide. It's just like it's me. It's my essence. And it's just like people just feel comfortable to start laying it on me. And it's just like I love that shit. I fucking love it. So I'm just hearing like all of these crazy things people have been through and you're getting every walk of life, every single walk of life from like people with absolutely nothing to people with absolutely everything and are bored and, you know, and you're just like hearing these different stories and seeing the ways that they interact with you. And I did not expect this, but I was working like 50 hours a week at my job, you know, during the pandemic. And I work maybe like 30 hours max doing rideshare and I'm making almost the same amount as I was making, which is still fucking mind blowing to me. I don't know how it's possible, but you can make really great money. Like on the weekends, especially I'm easily making $40 an hour doing rideshare. It's fucking insane, dude. Like people are tipsy. So they're like, tipping extra hard on weekends. You know, there's a lot of people who just take rideshare on weekends. So they're tipping like crazy. You're getting like $5 tips. I've gotten $20 tips easily before. Like, it's just so amazing to me that I can make my own schedule. I can work like maybe three or four days a week. Four is pushing it usually. And still have all of this free time to do like whatever the fuck I want to do to keep getting my shit straight to keep like finding these creative things I want to do and I don't have any like boss breathing down my neck I don't have to ask to take time off I can just get up and go whenever I want to like it is legit my favorite thing ever and I don't give a fuck that it has some kind of stigma attached to it because I've seen the other side now 
Like, I've seen the other side. I've climbed the ladder. I've done all the hard work. I've fucking, you know, ripped my soul apart to get to, like, this place that I wanted to be. And it wasn't shit. It wasn't shit. It didn't fulfill me. It didn't make me happy. And, like, <laughs> it's mind-blowing that rideshare is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, you have this... Sometimes it's five minutes with someone to make this impact on their day. And it's so crazy. Like, I remember just like one random lady. Uh, it was like a 10 minute ride. I was taking her to work and she was just really going through it. Like she was really distraught. And I was just like, I just listen. And then whatever comes to me, I say it like, even if it feels like I don't know you well enough to say this, whatever it is, like I know I'm safe because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this weird way. And like, I just told her, I'm like, start journaling, start listening to that voice that you've been turning off. And like, she really resonated with everything that I was telling her to do. And I remember in the ride, she was like, I literally don't know how I'm about, how I'm about to pay my electric. They're about to turn my electric off. And she was like freaking out. By the time I dropped her off, she was gritting from ear to ear, so excited, so motivated, like so inspired. And she gave me a $20 tip. And like, it's people like that who have nothing, but if you make an impact on their day, like they'll give you every last thing that they have just to like show this appreciation for like, because I know you're moving me in this way. And it's just this weird, interesting dynamic that especially now that I'm really in my zone and I can see like who I'm meant to pick up and it's literally just like exactly what I'm putting out there is what I'm attracting and I just I can see it so clearly now especially with this job it's just like if you're having a bad day you might as well not even do it because it's just gonna fucking suck you might get some bad ratings you know what I mean like it's not even worth it like you really have to be on and energized and ready to like take in whatever is gonna come your way that day. Like, I just fucking love it, dude. I gotta pee, hold on. Okay, I'm back. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing for work. And I was like, I, here's what I thought. I thought the biggest thing I'd be giving up last year not having a job you know my car being out of commission for most you know like the first four months of the year not having a job for the first six months of the year living like very frugally to make this money this savings last me as long as it could I thought you know the biggest thing I'd probably be giving up was like I won't be able to go on a vacation this year you know and when I started driving for Lyft, they gave this like $2,000 bonus just for starting. You know, if you did like whatever amount of rides by the end of the month, they'd give you $2,000. So I was like, boom, I'm using that to like take a, you know, cheap vacation to Ocean City or somewhere, you know, take my summer vacation for a few days. It's not going to be a week long, but I could do like four days. And then at the end of the year, in November I totally did not expect this but 
because I quit my job willingly with that, with, for personal reasons. And I ended up getting my unemployment, which was fucking mind-blowing to me. I did not expect that. I did not think I was going to get it. I was literally like... I remember filling out the unemployment every week. Like, you have to claim whatever every week saying you're still looking for a job and stuff. And I was like, this is pointless. I don't know why I'm doing this. There's no way I'm going to get this money because I quit. You can't get unemployment if you quit, especially for personal reasons. Like, you know what I mean? And then in November, I just had like eight grand deposited into my bank account. And I was like, holy shit, I'm taking another vacation. So I went to North Carolina and like rented this bomb ass fast fucking car. Oh my God, it was so much fun. It was November in North Carolina. There was legit a tornado warning or a watch. I don't remember, but it was windy as fuck. And I'm down with like the top down of this Chevy Camaro gunning it like over these bridges and just like it was it just felt like the end of the world it was so much fun um so yeah so all of these things that I thought I would have to give up you know from quitting this job and not having any kind of backup and what the fuck am I gonna do once I do need a job like yeah all of these fears were like so deeply ingrained in me and then to see how it's all turned out is just like fucking mind absolutely mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing like every day I'm just like this is my life like I can just get up and do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it and work doesn't even feel like work anymore like work is fun and it's something I love to do and so that's all been fucking awesome. And then I guess like probably around February of last year, I think February of last year was the last time I had sex. So I had last year, like it started off as like the first few months being out of work was just focusing on myself and there was still just this distraction of like wanting to be validated by men. You know, that's always been such a huge distraction for me. I have daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like there was never a male figure in my life. I don't, I didn't really still understand like how to have a healthy relationship, how to have healthy boundaries, how to be complete by myself. You know what I mean? Like I was still very dependent on like having some kind of male validation in my life. So I hadn't necessarily decided it, but I hooked up with someone at the end of February who I really got along with well. Like he was a really sweet guy, but I could tell like I just wasn't in a place where I was ready for a relationship or anything. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to do the situationship again. So... It was just like, I, I just decided like, it's going to take a lot. Like, I, I really need someone. I need something so specific that it doesn't exist, basically, you know, and I just kind of set my standard to like, I've gotten to experience some people now, you know, like not being a total hoe or anything, but just like experiencing other people sexually and finding my own comfort in my own sexuality where that lies and 
Okay, I kind of like got that out of my system a little bit. Like I still felt like I wanted to be sexually active, but now it was at such a point where it was just like, whoever it's going to be has to, it's got to be like the standard now. You know what I mean? Like there was a standard before, but not like, it was a standard that couldn't be met. You know, like I was just looking for something really special but not necessarily like committed or monogamous. Like I couldn't really pin down what I wanted. So I just decided like, unless someone completely blows me away on a dating app or in person, it's probably not gonna happen. So uh, yeah, end of February is the last time I had sex. So it's been almost a year now and the last time I even saw someone was that same guy in June. And like we got together and went to a movie and stuff and kind of like made out, but we didn't have sex. And that's the only person I did anything with at the end of 2022. And after that, it was kind of like still talking to people on dating apps, but no one was like saying anything particularly that blew me away. Like it just felt very stale and boring on the dating apps because men are just so used to women like responding over nothing, basically. You know what I mean? Like they could send a what you doing text and like women will just come over and fuck them. And I was just like, I know, I need like effort. I need to know that I'm a prize. I need you to know that I'm a prize. And like, I'm not just gonna like, absolutely not. I'm just, I'm not, I'm setting like these boundaries now. I'm setting the new standard. And so it was like, I would keep talking to people, but no one was, like I said, no one was really saying anything that blew me away. No one was really like stepping out of this you know, boring ass mundane conversation that everybody's having on these apps because no one actually knows how to communicate with each other. So it's just like, I, I'm just gonna kind of take myself out of this scene too, you know, and just completely focus on myself. So I got off the dating apps in probably like September and you know, like didn't even set the intention of getting off the dating apps. I was just like, I'm just bored with them. So completely got off of them. Um, haven't done anything like, and then in October, I went off of birth control. Cause I was like, you know, this is kind of a prime time for me to experiment with this. I've been on some form of birth control all of my life, like since I was, you know, 16 years old. And for the past, I mean, everyday use for the past at least 10 years, but constantly before that too. And then I would say for the past four or five years, I had been skipping my period altogether. So like you have this placebo week at the end of birth control pills. I was completely bypassing those and just going straight to the next pack. So it was just a hormone intake every single day. And I just completely stopped having my period. So that was like for four or five years. And I went to get my birth control in October of last year and it wasn't ready when I went to pick it up. And that's never happened, literally never happened in, in the entirety of me. Like, 
And I thought I was late picking it up too. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And they said, okay, it's not going to be ready for like a few more days. And I was on the last pill of my pack. So I was kind of freaking out because I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm going to be going through withdrawal the next few days. Like it's just going to get all out of whack because, you know, I'm, I take this every single day and I started freaking out and I was just like, what if I just didn't take birth control anymore? And that thought just kind of like rocked me. I was like, I'm in a place now where I'm celibate. I'm not seeking out any kind of like relationship or sex. I'm in a spot now where I don't have to go to work if I feel like total shit from, you know, my period. Like this is kind of the perfect time for me to experiment with this and see how my body would react to not having hormones every single day. So I did it. I just completely went off of birth control and I was like, okay, time to... This is like the new thing I do whenever I try something new. It's like just completely accept, be honest with yourself, completely accept where you are, accept that, you know, your body's probably going to be fluctuating a lot over the next few months. It's going to take some time for it to balance out. You're probably going to go through some like weird ass emotional shit, but you're in a really grounded, stable place in yourself right now to do this. Like everything had lined up to the point where it's like, this feels like the next logical step for me in this kind of like journey that I'm having to find myself, you know, what would it be like to not take this medication every single day? I don't know. I haven't done it in so long. Why not just try it? So it was definitely like a bumpy ride, you know, getting to this place, but now I'm three months off of it. It's been three months now. My body feels like it's completely leveled out um the weirdest thing I didn't expect at all was getting really emotional to have my period again and uh, like only women are going to understand this and a lot of women aren't going to understand this either because I never thought I'd be saying this but I genuinely missed that connection to myself in a way that I, I couldn't even process like I really didn't understand how important it was to me and the connection to my body that it gave me so having my period for the first time again it was just like oh my god I forgot this feeling like there's this feeling in your lower belly that it's just like you're shedding your uterus I think <laughs> but like it's this thing like I hadn't felt for years and it almost made me feel like I had and this isn't for everybody like I'm not saying by any means like anyone should go off birth control I'm just saying this is my personal experience with it I felt more in tune with myself as a woman than I have in I don't know if I've ever experienced it. like it was such an emotional beautiful experience I was like I like this pressure this pain like this kind of like crampy feeling like I fell in love with my period it was fucking wild I just did not expect that at all and I never thought I would say that in my entire life but like I f completely fell in love with having my period again and like these little sensations that happen in your body when you're on your period for a woman and like just not having any of that for so many years like I completely stopped my period I didn't 
bleed. I didn't have cramps. I didn't like have any of these things that you go through as a woman. And it almost like disconnected me from that like really sensual nurturing part of myself that fucking floored me. Like I just was not expecting that at all. And it helped me tap into listening to my body on a regular basis and like what it needs for me. And like right after I got off birth control, I started this workout regimen and I was just like, I'm going to do like, cause for the past, you know, six months or whatever, I had taken off work seven months. I wasn't doing anything. Like I was just like chilling all day long. My body got used to like resting. I put some weight on, you know what I mean? And like, but overall, like I have a very active body and I need to constantly be moving the energy around. So like, it feels really good for me to work out. So I knew that like, I kind of felt motivated in this way that I hadn't before to, you know, move this energy around in my body. I felt like I was finally ready for that like next phase of doing that. So I started working out like before bed. I was like, I'm going to do, I don't remember what it was. It was like maybe 10 minutes, you know, a 10 minute workout, like just really basic stuff just to kind of like grow this habit into something bigger basically was the intention. It's just like... I don't really feel like working out. I don't, you know, I just feel like I need to work out. So if I do a little something every day and stick to that, I know me, I know me and I know that's going to eventually turn into something more. So I did that for a while, probably like a few weeks. And then I slowly started like just doubling it. I'm like, okay, I can do this 10 minutes. Now I can just repeat the same thing, you know, and make it 20 minutes. It's still nothing, you know? So then... I would say like within two months of me being off of birth control, it turned into this, like it wasn't even two months. It was like maybe a month and a half of being off of birth control. It turned into this like fucking crazy two and a half hour workout that I do now three times a week. And I got like this walking pad. It's like a treadmill without the upper deck. I I walk a mile and a half while doing like arm exercises with three pound weights. And then I do a 30 to 45 minute floor routine that's like focuses on abs, hips, and like like the rest of my body, you know what I mean? Arms and like free weights and lifting and like um, all kinds of different exercises that I know I like to do and I know I'll keep doing. It's just like things that I've incorporated from other workouts that I've been doing all my life. It's just like, okay, what do I like doing? So I know I'll keep doing this. And I just incorporate those things into the workout. And then I repeat the whole thing. So the treadmill and then another 45 minutes of the floor workout. So it's two and a half hours in total. And that's the only thing I've ever looked forward to doing because it's such a brutal fucking workout. I mean, like, I was barely making it through it for, you know, the first couple of weeks. It was just like I was dead to the world afterwards. And now it's just like, I'm fucking hungry for it, dude. I'm just like, fucking, I'm going to work out tomorrow. Because, like, after a two and a half hour workout, I don't know, my body needs, like, a rest day after that. Just to let everything kind of fall into place and... You know, like maybe I'll do the treadmill the next day, but I'm not doing like the whole routine just to let your muscles rest and stuff like that. 
So by the time I get to do it again, I'm just like fucking hungry for it. And I can't wait to do it. And it's, I could probably do like a half hour routine every single day instead of this beastly two and a half hours, you know, like a few times a week. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be interested in that. You know what I mean? Like there's no challenge in that. It's just like, it would just feel repetitive. It would get boring. I would get bored with it. You know what I mean? Like I could just see it. And having this two and a half hour routine where I feel like an absolute beast when I'm done and just like fucking look at my 40 year old body doing this intense, brutal fucking workout. And it's so rewarding. It just feels so fucking good. And my body feels phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like pushing it to this extreme and to the point now where it's like I'm done and I'm like, I could keep going. You know what I mean? It's like I have to actually stop myself because I'm just like so energized and I have so much adrenaline. I'm just like, yes, like I'm so fucking like into it. And that's what works for me. You know what I mean? So I started doing that. And I don't know how much of that had to do with hormones, you know, of like, or just the fact that my body was ready at this point in time to like start going into that kind of shit. So, yeah. And... So now I'm three months free of birth control and my body is a fucking powerhouse. Like I am a prize and it really took me so long and it took so much work to really get to this point of saying that and believing it fully. And like whatever, like I feel like I'm kind of finally ready to come out of this like hermit phase and start maybe dating again and at least like putting myself out there more and just really confident in the person that I am and really stable in this like foundation that I've built for myself and worked so hard and like I finally have this capacity for other people again you know what I mean and to really like just 100% be who I am and keep digging to find out like who that is and keep exploring things and keep just opening up new doors for me like I honestly just feel like my life is just beginning I really 100% feel like that and (laughs) it's fucking cool man it's fucking cool okay so (laughs) I think I'm gonna end it that sums up like the past three years in a nutshell um But I'm super fucking excited to get this podcast going again and get weird and get silly and get back to my roots and um, just see where see where this leads me and, you know, just have fun again and be a dork. So thank you so much to everyone who decided to tune in and listen to this long ass first episode back and... Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.